0: Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the war this week in Bitcoin. Oh, yeah, it's the end of the week. So we have a different show every Friday, a new show. Strong hand, long term thinking. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Today is. December, no, February <laughs> the 14th, 2020, I am mixing everything up today because and I just realized it's some holiday. Why aren't you dudes with your women? No, you value your wealth in.
1: More back in the
0: house. This is going to be uh, a wild and wacky show. So let's start with a quote from American HODL. And by the way, people, you can do super chats. Thank you, uh, Jim, for the super chat. That was very nice. I'm, I'll be looking for questions from, from the audience. There's a lot of you over there. So let's start with uh, this quote from American HODL. Uh, I want to start on the Bitcoin note because we got to talk about some altcoin freakazoids out there. Bitcoin prohibition is highly unlikely. I agree. Shadow Bitcoin prohibition is highly likely. American HODL, explain.
2: Well, I think the days of the government just outright banning Bitcoin, I think the window on that has closed, right? And we're more likely to see huge government overreach, huge, you know, regulatory overreach, uh, just crazy rules that they would, and hoops that they would force us to comply with and jump through. And, you know, we may even be experiencing that now, like with Steve Butts, what's his uh, name? <laughs> Mnuchin. <laughs> uh, you know, we don't know what his comments are because it, it was sort of a closed door thing, but he came out this week and was like, they're uh, they're getting ready to announce something. He basically pulled a Justin son Tron. He made an announcement about yeah. an announcement. <laughs> And so we'll have to wait and see what what happens. But you know, we should all be prepared to fight the government because it is it is going to happen, and I think it's going to be covert rather than overt.
0: Yeah. The the summation here from uh, summary from who who made this summary here? Oh, Bloomberg. Uh, Bloomberg had this uh, article title. It said Secretary, Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin told a Senate committee that the Trump administration. Soon will announce new requirements for crypto assets. Now that that is very vague. That is definitely not a ban, but it, it could make things more complicated, uh, to say the least. Now I don't put these dudes on pedestals. They're not. They're not very efficient. So uh, I'm not. I'm not too worried. But it, it's something to definitely. It was in the news this week, so we're talking about it. So uh, Adam, what, what do you? What do you have to say about that?
1: My recommendation for everyone who. Holds Bitcoin. If if these regulations come down and they're onerous, I would just recommend not complying with them. Like just, I, I don't plan to comply with with anything related to Bitcoin at all. And I'm just putting that out there. Uh, I think it's immoral. I think it's unethical for anybody to be spying on my own private wealth. And the reason why I got into the Bitcoin is because uh, I was tired of that. Um, not that I'm doing anything wrong, you know. They say like, oh, if you have nothing to hide, then you shouldn't be, you know, worried about that. But uh, you know, like anything else, they they are slowly erode your liberties. And then at the end of the day, like there eventually will be something that you're doing that somebody's not gonna like. So uh I, I plan to completely ignore whatever they say and just keep on doing my Bitcoin thing.
0: There was talk this week about someone got in trouble for mixing, uh I mean, dude. <laughs> I wonder if the government even really knows what that is. Uh, do, do you think that could be uh, criminalized?
1: Uh, I think they're probably trying to maintain the integrity of their chain analysis uh, system, and so any any attempts to subvert that, like they're, I'm sure they're going to not going to be happy with. I mean, it, it's it, in their eyes, it's the same. It's it's laundering. Um, you know, trying to evade and escape. Uh, oversight by their prying eyes, and so I, that, and that's why I think it's really great for the average Bitcoiner, even if you don't know how to do this type of thing, or even if you don't run your own node or whatever, to still try to learn as much as you possibly can about mixing, about privacy, about uh, hi- Bitcoin hygiene, which I don't even always practice myself, but you know, something that we should definitely be doing um, because this this is the the, the point is eventually. Even if you don't think you're doing anything quote unquote wrong now, at some point in time, there's going to be something that you don't want the government knowing that you're doing. Um, and it couldn't, it might not even be tomorrow. It might be 10 years from now, but you have, we have to prepare now for that type of thing.
0: Bitcoin hygiene. I don't know if I've ever heard that one before. Pound that like button. Practice Real life hygiene, also people. Then you <laughs> won't get any vi- You won't get that virus from China and everything. Like, oh my God! Wait, we, we, we're not allowed to talk about that on YouTube. If you name that virus in your title, they uh, immediately uh, demonetize you. Very, very- Are you serious? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I mean, very we very talked serious. about it last week. I had guests on from Asia. It Gets demonetized. Uh, anyway, but hey, we play that game around here. This is where the big boys play. We can, we can, we can go with the flow. It's all about valuing your wealth in Bitcoin now. Um, I don't I don't, you know, the little fiat pennies that YouTube gives us, whatever. Anyway, Vlad, you and your podcast, it's linked to below, by the way. Vlad, his podcast, all these guys are linked to below, by the way. You're not in America. I don't know if you even care about uh, what the Treasury, <laughs> Treasury Secretary says. Uh, but what do you think about uh, shadow Bitcoin uh, prohibitions? Just uh, n- not saying we're banning Bitcoin, but just making it a little harder on everyone.
3: Now, that's a wrongful assumption, because when you say I don't care about America, you're assuming that I don't think that legislators in my country will take into account what America does before implementing some kind of framework. There's this saying that when America gets cold, everybody sneezes. And it's very likely that we will implement the same kind of AML rules here in Europe. And it has already started in December, I think... I think it was in December. Everything is so blurry in my mind when it comes to referring to specific timeframes. But BottlePay, which was a very nice social media payment and tipping service, got closed because of AML regulations. So I can already see that it's becoming harsher here, but it's not as harsh as it is in the United States. You can still buy BTC without doing KYC. You still have... ATMs from where you can buy or sell Bitcoins without signing up with any any kind of email address or ID, which is still nice. And there's also an exchange in Switzerland and in Swiss laws, they say they don't care much about you doing KYC because one way or the other, you're going to convert it into fiat and they're going to see that. So I think, what's the name of that wallet? Edge Wallet. I hope I'm not mistaken, but Edge Wallet in Europe has a function to buy Bitcoins without KYC, which is very nice. It's useful. So uh, what I think about this kind of banning, obviously, it's terrible. Obviously, it concerns about 90% of Bitcoin users, especially those who keep their coins on exchanges and are very oblivious and ve- very naive when they think that it's all safe and another Mount Gox cannot happen just because... The funds are insured and there is some sort of regulatory framework that makes it okay to hold on exchanges. And at the end of the day, it will be the same people who will try very hard to conceal the origins of their coins. And we saw this week that they added swaps from BISC to Liquid Network. Ooh.
0: Very nice. So you
3: can do that and perform some kind of confidential transactions, do some coin joins. And from that point on, it becomes very private. And you're hiding a lot of stuff. And they even joked because, you know, Tron is quite a meme nowadays. Oh. And they joked that they can get Tron on Liquid. And then you can get a second blockchain. Actually, third, because Liquid is also a blockchain. A third blockchain to have your coins and move it. Move them all across these networks so that it becomes so obfuscated that it puts too much pressure on chain analysis to track your stuff, and it becomes very hard to do.
0: Oh, I will say, in terms of KYC, I think it varies across Europe. I think in Western Europe, it's getting really it's worse than the United States. I mean, the United States with their little announcement about an announcement this week, it was vague. We don't we don't exactly know what's, what's going to happen. It's, it's just, it's just good to be aware. But I, when we had the guest on from the Netherlands um, it's a pain there now. I mean, there's, there's a lot of uh, interference uh, by the government, very unfortunate, but uh, I think those who, who know how to get around things uh, know how to get around things. And uh, uh, we, we shall see I, I governments are not very efficient uh, in, in their, uh with this kind of thing. And also, I think some will understand that this is a this is a money maker here. Let the people be free with it, and they can tax it or whatever they want to do. And uh, it, it, it's good for all. And you know, on on that note, we have Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell says every major central bank in the world right now is doing a deep dive on digital currencies. Uh, <laughs> Vlad, what, what what do you think about that? Uh, uh is every, every, even in the smallest of uh, countries they're they're they do you think they're trying to make their own uh, altcoin their own Fed coin?
3: no it doesn't make much sense i mean in my country bitcoin usage is so niche and they're like i don't think there are thousands of people using it maybe that they bought on exchanges but they don't really use it they're just speculating and the banks are thriving it's not like you go on the streets and you hear people talking about Bitcoin. Even at the peak of the bubble in 2017, it wasn't like that. Maybe it will change sometime. I don't know. We, we tend to be pretty open because historically we have been... Okay, you, you told us not to swear and stuff like that, but we have been the kind <laughs> of nation-state that was under the control of others, from the Ottoman Empire to Russia to United States right now. So we don't have much autonomy. We, we tend to side which we, a bigger power with somebody who can grant us some kind of protection against our neighbors so i don't see us becoming innovative but at the same time we keep the door open you know just in case our governor of the central bank had he made a speech i think in late 2017 about bitcoin and he warned about the bubble and when the price went down and it was about about 10K, he went on national television and said, I'm happy that Bitcoin went back to more realistic prices. And he didn't call it a bubble. He didn't call it a Ponzi. He just said that it was above it was overvalued. I think I think that's the right word. And it's interesting. It seemed like he's very much aware of what's going on. And something tells me that high ranked politicians actually hold stashes of Bitcoin. Would, so it's would, against their interest to actually ban it or anything like that.
0: It, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Now, can you say what country you're in?
3: Yeah, Romania.
0: All right. There you go, people. I knew that, but I just wanted to make sure. So that's the country he, he's talking about. Um, I'm a vampire. Yes, indeed, Vlad. Now, let, let's, Adam, what do you think about, uh, are, are all the central banks uh, researching this stuff and trying to make their own?
1: So, well, that's the thing that I'm trying to figure out when they said they're doing a deep dive on it. Does that mean a deep dive into like how they're going to regulate it, how they're going to tax it, how they're going to, you know, integrate it into their own uh, systems or they're going to be trying to do their own? I I think very few are probably going to actually try to make their own cryptocurrency. I I think that they they believe in their kind of like other payment rail type of system. Like I was I mentioned on Twitter the other day something about Zell or Zell, I forget I don't even know how to say I guess it's Zell. Um, and that's like the thing that they're pushing as like the digital it's not a digital payment, but it's like, you know, a federated uh, way to transfer money back and forth. And I, I think if anything, the government would try to do something like that. So it wouldn't be a cryptocurrency. It would just be like a, a digital like a digital government PayPal, Venmo type of type of thing. Um, but if, I think, you know, they're doing their due diligence to make sure that they can understand it. Uh, there probably are some people high up who, who understand the ramifications of it and are, and are acquiring it themselves uh, as a hedge. I, I don't doubt that at all. But the nice thing about Bitcoin and, and its ethos is that it's to disintermediate the government and the peop- the, these types of people. So a lot of times when people are in power or they're, they're in charge, they feel insulated and they feel um, you know, um, um, uh, omnipotent against outside attacks because they feel like they're the king. So I've noticed a lot of the people that I've talked to in, in the outside finance world who aren't in the Bitcoin and in the government world, um, they, they really see it as a, a joke or something that's not going to really take off where it's, it's still not very well understood by most people. So I, I still think we have a little bit of time. Uh, to kind of help dis- to get everything disrupted before like a severe crackdown, to be honest.
0: All right, let's get back to American HODL. You've, you've been silent for a while here. Are all the governments uh, looking into this or do you care about central bank coins at all?
2: Uh, well, I agree with Adam that you know, deep dive is coded language for we're going to use this to, I can't swear on this show. So uh, we're gonna <laughs> use this to make your life miserable. And we're gonna use this to trap you you know, because you, you can't really do negative interest rates without regulatory capture. It's impossible, right? So when they say deep dive, they don't mean deep dive the way an individual means it, which is like, hey, man, I did my research and, you know, I dabbled in shit coins. But then eventually I found out Bitcoin was the one. It's not like Jerome Powell and the Fed are going to sit down and be like, we figured it out, boys. Turns out Bitcoin's the real deal. No, <laughs> they're going to use it for their own benefit. Central bank digital currencies are absolutely coming. And that is the boss battle, is between Bitcoin and central bank digital currencies. And when I said the you know the quote about prohibition versus shadow prohibition, I forgot to mention, and I do feel strongly that in either case, uh, it's a temporary setup. We won't see shadow prohibition or prohibition for much longer. But you know, the word temporary could mean your entire lifetime. So <laughs> Bitcoin's gonna end up winning in the end doesn't mean it's going to be an easy journey. Like don't just buy and think you're going to be fucking rich and have moon Lambos and sh- I'm sorry, uh, moon Lambos immediately. You know what I mean? It's not going to happen that way.
0: Uh, interesting that you, you bring up uh, the, getting the moon Lambo. Uh, let, let's transition into altcoins. Since we are talking about the, the government coins, they are just altcoins. It's all they, are. I mean, they're, they're worse than that. They're not even really cryptocurrencies, what are, what are being proposed here, but let, let, let's let's do a, a quote of yours. If an alt coin pumps, don't come to me and be like, toddle why didn't you tell me this dog bleep was going to pump? I don't know what alts do and I don't want to know. Secondly, if you like gambling so much, why don't you just put your stack on black at the casino and call it a day? Uh, pound that like button. I, I agree. It is gambling. and. What we've learned this week is that there's one called IOTA out there that people have been asking me about for a long time. Uh, and I just thought is a flavor of the month. Well, they had to turn it off this week because it got hacked, apparently. <laughs> uh, take it away, American Hodel.
2: <laughs> well, you know, Bitcoin Meister, listen, we all know that all good decentralized current currencies can just be turned off by one or two guys. I mean, that's what makes decentralization decentralization. No, I'm kidding. Obviously, obviously, this thing was never decentralized. <laughs> you know what I mean? I I was arguing. The, the only thing I know about IOTA is that I was arguing with noobs in 2017. And they were being like, the tangle, bro. And I looked into it for about 30 seconds. I was like, well, this is just as stupid, if not stupider than every other idea I've ever seen. And uh, I haven't thought about it until today when it was shut off.
0: <laughs> yeah. this. I mean, this speaks about what altcoins are. I mean and by the way what the fed coins are also i mean they can just the same thing turning off iota they'll be able to turn off uh, your fed coin eventually too and the negative interest rate thing you brought up yeah that's the only way uh w- w- the major way countries can institute a uh, negative uh, interest rates by getting everybody on some centralized uh, fed coin and and people will buy it up P- people will love the convenience of fed coins just like they love altcoins people they're not logical people are not logical most of the time so let getting to uh Adam here what is, what's your thought on this iota situation what we can learn from it
1: um so well we've we've seen lots of other uh, alts have similar problems where somebody has the magical button to roll it back I mean that's what happened with ethereum and they created ethereum classic um, and that was a that's a much bigger and even more decentralized system than Than iota was. I mean, the fact that they could actually just like push the button and like turn it off, and they're saying like nobody go into your Trinity wallets until, um, you know, until we give you the okay. Like, I mean, and and it should be patently obvious everybody who's who's involved in in the space here. Like, if you want something that that can't be shut down, that like is going to operate independent of what other people do, and even if even if like the 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 code maintainers and the, the the core developers. Decided to go rogue and, and do something crazy. Uh, the UTXO set is still there. Like we could really, we could, you know, roll things back, and I, I think Bitcoin would still be fine after that. Um, it, it's, it's just the, the orders of magnitude of decentralization above any other coin is just it, it should just be obvious, to everybody. And that's what you want in your decentralized money. Like you want it actually to be, you know, uncensorable. And this is not nuts.
0: Uh, it should be obvious to everyone that the Bitcoin as a whole is a, a new level of, of decentralization. Not it's the, it's apples and oranges. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin, but people don't get it. The gambling continues, and it's and people are still buying iota. I don't I don't even I don't get it. But hey, people get this is where the big boys play. You got to learn the hard way. Uh, there's no Bitcoin mommy here. There's no crypto mommy.
1: Uh, I've learned the hard way. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I dabbled before I became a maximalist and I made a bunch of money, thought I was the smartest person in the world. And then, uh, then you realize like why you're actually here. Like if you're here to gamble, then you like, you know, continue to go on, you know, hundred times leverage on Bit- Bitmax or whatever. But if you're here for a revolution, then you know you have a completely different mindset. Hmm.
0: Pound that like button. Vlad, your thoughts on IOTA centralization, turning off coins, why people keep on gambling.
3: I don't know, man. How are we supposed to make our fridges connect to each other right now if we don't have a <laughs> token for it? When we crash our cars, how are we going to evaluate the damages if we don't have IOTA to do the evaluation and send the funds to somebody's <laughs> wallet? I mean, it's a crazy world out there. You know, yeah. you need this type of Internet of Things token to solve problems that don't exist. But they will exist some, someday. That's what the devs say, and we have to believe them. Because if we don't believe them, then the price crashes crashes, and we want the number to go up. And the number will not go up if they shut down the network, if they get FUD from maximalist shows and stuff like that. You have to pump it to the moon, man. And as you could see, the people are real believers because the market cap of IOTA was $0.88 billion before the announcement of the shutdown. And it's still the same so this means that people on exchanges have not dumped it and this can either mean that iota consists of true believers or that iota is held by a few wallets and a few whales can manipulate the entire market and whoever decides to sell on exchanges is very much insignificant in the grand scheme of things
0: wow that's a that's a tangle of a story there (laughs) (laughs) isn't it um all right so Enough about altcoins uh, for now. Uh, I, it, it is it is amazing that something uh, that that it got shut down. Uh, this this was bound to happen, but people still don't know the difference: centralization and decentralization. People don't care, and that's uh, that, that that's the way I guess it, it's it's going to be around here. I I what before the show, American HODL and I were talking um, about some interesting topics. And why don't you go off on uh, what you were saying about fiat making people soft?
2: Well, yeah, okay. So I think soft money equals soft minds. And the more I converge on hard money, I see this all around me. Like, for instance, the reason people don't value decentralization, they keep you know, getting wrecked at the shitcoin casino, is because they are so used to government bodies doing their thinking for them. like. In the early days of Coca-Cola, there were like 10 or 15 different Coca-Cola competitors, right? But then Coca-Cola started suing all of them and getting them all shut down. And they basically used the court system to take away all of the Coca-Cola competitors, right? Like Bitcoin doesn't have a legal team. So we can't sue and take away competitors the same way. So I think people oh,
3: are... Oh, Craig Wright.
2: <laughs> he, Craig Wright thinks he can do it. But have you ever heard anything come out of Craig Wright's mouth that isn't just... He's a, he's a soft money, soft mind guy. Yeah. Everything he's ever said is gibberish. But I was, yeah. I was telling Adam that, uh, you know, uh, I, 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 sometimes I'm forced, you know, I live in a wealthy neighborhood. There's all these like stray dogs running around because rich entitled people, they mix their dogs with the poodle. Every dog is some kind of doodle. They're like, this is a golden doodle. This one's a labradoodle, This one's a, this kind of doodle. And then they let them roam free. And these dogs are not trained. One came at my daughter who's one years old and I kicked it in the face. OK, I'm not going to not kick this dog in the face. You come this close to my daughter. You're getting kicked. You're a dog. I don't value your life. <laughs> and people are like, oh, my God, American HODL, such a bad man. He kicks dogs. Dogs are basically babies since we don't have babies anymore, since we're too poor because we were enslaved by fiat currency. How could he do this to my baby, my doodle, my golden doodle? You know, and I'm like, listen, you people are soft in the head. <laughs> you need to get some Bitcoin to fix your life.
1: Yo, can can we just camp out on this topic for just a second? Because I have all kinds of things that I like to (laughs) say about dog owners, okay? So I grew up with dogs. I like dogs. I love dogs. But, like, people for some reason, like, they think that, like, they have a fur baby thing, and I'm a fur mom and stuff like that. You are not a parent. That is, I have four kids. That is not what a parent is. Like, people like to congratulate themselves on, like, becoming a dog parent. Like, they say, oh, uh, you know, this dog's a rescue dog. Oh, really? A rescue dog? Oh, what is it? Would it save somebody's life out of a burning <laughs> building? Oh, oh! You mean you mean you rescued the dog, so you want me to think you're a good person? Okay, I understand how it works now. So, like, the first thing people say out of their
2: mouth: Oh, it's a rescue. Well, okay. the people that say "fur baby" also wear shirts that say "I can't adult today."
0: Yes, you can. Yeah, you're 45. Yes, you yeah, and and again, and we're 40. we're hitting on this very top important topic: personal responsibility is the new yes. counterculture. Exactly. <laughs> the, the only people that they take responsibility it's few people everybody's a big baby everybody want somebody wanted to shame you because you kicked the dog and you kick the dog out of self-defense come on you're supposed to stand there and let the thing bite your kid i mean this is what, what a world we live in and so that that's why i love the bitcoin uh, overlay so much we got people here that are willing to speak their mind that can speak their mind they don't they don't want to shame people there is no they they can't be shamed they can't be canceled once once you're in uh the Bitcoin overlay. So this is this is a, a subject matter that I like a lot. You know, the dog thing. I, by the way, I'm a runner, everyone. So I encounter these same type of uh, issues. Dogs uh, coming at me. If if I, if I had to, I would punch a dog in the face. Of course, it was <laughs> it was coming at me, coming down low. At me. okay, um, <laughs> so so way flag, our, is, 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 is let, let's talk about it. our uh, is soft money for soft people. do, do you agree with that? <laughs>
2: I think it's it's made us all soft. that's one. Yeah. That's even me. listen, I, I'm disg- I'm disgusted in the person I was five years ago uh, when I didn't have Bitcoin in my life. I really am.
0: Uh, uh, Vlad, I don't know if you have commentary on, on, on this uh, <laughs> on this matter. do
3: you? I Maybe. have a rescued dog. <laughs> you, you can check her out on instagram
1: you're the but you're the rescuer actually i like the t-shirt says my dog rescued me that you know that i like people who say they like, have a service dog
2: i'm like thank you for your service
1: dog <laughs> thank you for your service dog <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, that's, I mean, a fu- that's a funny joke no, we're
0: not we're not ripping on dog owners here we're just ripping on no, uh I,
1: I love dogs me yes, too i have a i have a
0: dog too soft <laughs> just the, the softness of a. Uh, of of the world today. Oh, okay. Um, let someone I think it was Adam mentioned we were here in the United States the uh, Andrew yang was a big big hero to crypto people. and now he's not running for president anymore. Uh, and he but at the same, he was gonna talk he, he supposedly he, he was the only one that seemed to know anything about Bitcoin at least. but at the same time he did the UBI thing. so now that's gone. Adam. Your thoughts. Yeah.
1: Oh, so UBI, uh, I, I posted something about how it's like one of the dumbest policies. Actually, so I'm, I'm going to retract that t- a tiny bit. It's actually if you buy into the idea that you should be getting other people's money for absolutely no reason at all, then it makes a lot of sense. It, it actually does cut out a little. It cuts out a little bit of the middleman. Like, you know, you don't have to apply for this program, you know, or are you eligible? Or are you trying to scan the system? Are you human? Are you alive? yes, here's a thousand bucks, you know, go have a good, nice day. And we don't have to worry about all the rest of the bureaucracy and, and, and like you're making sure that people aren't, you know, disabled when they're not disabled and all stuff like that. Um, the thing about UBI and the thing that I mentioned on my video before is when, when you have, when you're giving out free money, then everybody else's money is now worth less, especially the people that worked like really, really hard for their own money. And so like, well, what, what's, Number one, from a psychological perspective, it's going to disincentivize people from doing any kind of work at all. Uh, and, and number two, you know, it's uh, it, it devalues the current supply of money. I mean, it's it doesn't come out of thin air. It's, it's pr- most likely going to be printed. So therefore, I mean, so if you're a collapsitarian or somebody who's just waiting for the end of s- society so that you can you know, arise as an overlord uh, from the ashes, <laughs> which I th- a lot of people are, and, and that's fine. That's I think that's kind of part of the, the Citadel model. Um, it, it's actually uh, one of the best things for Bitcoin. But, um, you know, I, I'm trying. I, I would like Bitcoin to take over in a gradual way where it's like a bloodless revolution. I mean, the, the reality is it, it might not happen that way. But, um, yeah, but so a lot of Bitcoiners are on the UBI bandwagon. Hard for me to tell if it was ironic or not. I think for some people it might have been. Um I think there are some, some a decent number of people in Bitcoin who aren't like, like a libertarian, like me. Um, and they believe in social stuff. Uh, and that's fine. But, uh, it, to me, it's one of the, it's, it's completely asinine.
0: First of all, I love your collapsitarian. uh, that, that I, I call them doom porners, but that's, that, that is great. I'm going to, I'm going to put that into my vocabulary. Collapsitarian, everyone. Uh, now, I, I do want to say, though, I think some people did take it all the way with Andrew Yang and the, and the MMT people, the monetary, that there are Bitcoiners who's like, just yeah, destroy it all. I don't get my, my Bitcoin will be worth more that way. Uh, so, uh, but, but they, they don't believe in stealing from people, but they do. They're like, oh, whatever. Just just bring on the, the collapse and stuff. Uh, do, uh, do you have any thoughts uh, on this, Hoddle?
2: Uh Well, you know, Sort of like to Adam's point, there are there's there's a new type of uh, ideology called accelerationism, right? And so some people are accelerationists, meaning you view collapse as inevitable and you want to speed it. And you know, I got to be honest, a lot of the people inside our government seem like they're accelerationists because the things they're doing don't make any sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it, well, <laughs> they're all short-term thinkers. I think that it, it makes sense to them. It's beneficial to them. Uh, do you have any thoughts on UBI, uh, Vlad? We're, we're 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 an American. We uh, we we got a little presidential on you there. So uh, I don't know if you have anything. No,
3: I have a degree in political science, and I follow American elections all the time, just because it's an old hobby of mine. But what I can tell you about UBI is that it resembles very much the kind of communism that we had in my country, where everyone had pretty much the same salary. If you're a surgeon or if you were a factory worker, you were making the same kind of money. And everyone had work. Everyone was employed. But your money could buy you nothing. That's the result that it led to. So it was this kind of manipulated market where... There was a job for everyone, even though you are not productive and you are not doing anything. And it was disincentivizing innovation or excellence by any means. If you knew that you were going to have your job no matter what, and if you were to get fired because of incompetence, the government would just find you another job, then there was no point to actually try to excel at anything. So I think that what drove our civilization to the point that we can be apart at such a great distance and still be able to talk to each other in real time and think about Bitcoin as this type of pirate money that exists cross borders and regardless of international law. Well, we didn't get here because we were complacent and because we didn't care about stuff and we just earned free money by staying at home and saying, oh, the machines will take over whatever we have to do from now on. It's because humans have become creative and they had ideas and they struggled and they presented these ideas and started conflicts of ideas. And that's how we ended up having this society and civilization, which even though finds itself in a delicate situation right now and we disagree with the financial system, we can still argue that. We have made a great progress from 200 years ago when people were still killing each other on the streets more often. More often. I like that. Yeah, more. I like like that uh, addendum
0: there. Uh, Well, speaking about the the presidential race, uh, there's a presidential prediction market at, uh, I've got it linked to below. Did you guys uh, hear about that American, American HODL? Did you hear the it, FTX market? I,
2: yeah, I saw it. So it's a futures uh, exchange where you can bet on the outcome of the, president, the presidency in 2020. And I think my only advice here would be short every Democrat. because yeah. Oh, yeah. Trump, Trump has like, an uh, uh, you know, it's locked in. He is going to win in 2020. And I don't even like Trump,
0: but that is just going to happen. That's reality. What do you think about this tool though? Do you think people are going to, to use it and start uh, talking about it to, in, in the mainstream media at all? I mean, th- it seems quite, a- I mean, Trump is favored by a lot on it. It seems to make sense. People are putting their Bitcoin where their mouths, are. I mean, I don't encourage people to gamble their Bitcoin away on presidential races, but it's It's an interesting tool. It's an interesting innovation, I think.
2: I, I think some people definitely will use it. And I do think the mainstream media will talk about it in sort of a hint, hint. You know, it's like they, they always talk about the spread during NFL football, and they're not supposed to combine gambling and football, but they talk about it anyway, right? So it'll find its way into Fox News, MSNBC.
0: Do you guys think it could be the most accurate uh, predictor out there, maybe? Uh, uh, I'd
1: like to see some more liquidity first. Okay.
0: Okay, it was that people were saying there's a lot of money. I didn't. I haven't checked it out lately. It's linked to below if you want to see how much money is uh, uh, flowing into it and and, and everything. Uh, but it, it's something to keep an eye on, and it is definitely uh, it, it's it's an innovation uh, to to say the least. And uh, I, again, hold on hold on to your Bitcoin, people. That, that's that's something that could tempt people. And we were talking about altcoin gamblers before, and there's uh, Bitcoin uh, gamblers. All right. So we're we're here in February. May is May is approaching. May is appro- approaching, having hype. So I gotta I gotta start asking all my guests about the uh, about the having and uh, what they're looking forward to if they think it's priced in, et cetera. So Vlad, you're you're having, uh, and, and were you and can you remember the 2016 having and compare it to this?
3: I mean, this is different because by now the largest majority of the supply has been mined. And the bitcoins that will be added through mining to the supply are going to be very few, twice as few as compared to 2016. So I don't think the impact from now on is going to be caused by these dynamics, even though it matters to the extent that miners have to remain profitable. So if they want to remain profitable, they will have to push the price. And I think that's one of... The ideas of the underlying ideas that generate hype around supply reward havings uh, it's not supply reward, block reward. Locker. Anyway, I don't think it's going to make much of a difference. That's my short conclusion.
0: All right. Adam, having hype, what's going on with you in the having?
3: So I, I
1: started getting into Bitcoin around 2016 after the latest, the latest I call, I like happening. That's my favorite term for it. Um, uh, but I I got into Bitcoin around 2016. So I I wasn't really around to like think about the hype ahead of time. I mean, obviously I knew about Bitcoin before that, but, um, so this is like my first, like really, you know, run up to, to, to see what's going to actually happen. Um, I don't think that it's priced in, but I think it's not priced in because I I think that it's, I think we're we're kind of reaching a point in Bitcoin where like even two years ago, even like in the 2017 run up, there were very few on ramps. Now there's a lot of on ramps. Now there's cash app. Now there's lots of other ways to buy Bitcoin. Um, So it's, I think it's going to be so much easier to, to, to continue to get into Bitcoin and, like after that sharp drop, um, I, I don't see how the price stays, you know, at the $10,000 level. So, I mean, that's just a personal whim. I, I, obviously, like I have no idea what I'm talking about, but like.
0: Do you think, I mean, it, I, I, we've had a new, like this past week, we've every day, not today. Uh, today's the one day it's different, but we've had uh, in terms of fiat, for you fiat freaks out there, every day it was a new uh, yearly high for Bitcoin. Yeah. Uh, and, do, you think, do you think it has to do
1: with the halving well i mean so the way i look at it is we have a certain number of bitcoins being released every you know it's 1800 a day or whatever um like i'm not going to reduce my spend my like my DCA, like i get after i get paid like i have a certain percentage of my my, my money that i put into bitcoin every single month and that's not going to stop um so uh, the same number of dollars is going to be buying for, you know, 900 Bitcoin per day as opposed to 1,800. Um, I don't see any other way that it's not going to go up. Uh, I just don't.
0: All right. American Hoddle, your thoughts on the halving?
1: All right.
2: Listen, in 2016, I watched the halving or, you know, I was, I was there the day the halving took place at a pizza place in Las Vegas with Andreas and a bunch of nerds, like about 15 nerds, right? It was a non-event. It was a nothing. Going into this halving, we're, we're seeing, like, I don't know if you guys saw the clip from CNBC, where these guys, the anchors, it's like five anchors on CNBC. They're basically hitting every bullish meta narrative that we talk about on Bitcoin Twitter. And I was like, Jesus Christ, the institutional money is coming this time in such a big way. So here's my prediction. 13K around the halving. The real fireworks don't start until, you know, about 12 to 18 months after the halving, I think we're going to see a top that's somewhere between 225 and 360. And I'm just going to go and say that on record right now. Because I think that this stock to flow model is going to take hold in you know institutional minds and there's going to be a belief component behind it that becomes, you know it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, like Satoshi said. So it's going to be crazy, man. And then the even crazier thing is you think about, do we front run the next halving? We're clearly not going to front run this halving, right? But do we front run the 2024 having? Do we just skip over the bear market and have just like an eight-year bull market? I don't know. But I have a boner right now when I'm talking about this.
0: So <laughs> pound that like button. <laughs> Whoa! You can that you can really pound it now, baby. All right, I, I you know we're talking about events, and so it this th- there's going to be a huge having party in Tel Aviv where I will be on uh on may the 21st it's been officially released now i i retweeted something about it by the way that cnbc thing yesterday oh my god the cnbc FOMO. i talked about it on yesterday's show that's linked to below by the way people in long beach i'll be speaking in long beach on thursday that's linked to below las vegas coming up on uh next saturday i'll be there for tone Vase's event all right let's get back so i had to, i had to give those plugs since we're talking about <laughs> events and, and having and and God, that was what you just described below the pants. Ooh, we've never heard of that on this show. Before. All right. <laughs> that, that, that took to a, a whole new level, baby. So <laughs> let's talk about the institutions, though. I, I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because I, something else I've been talking about on the show this week is that there seems to be a lot of institutional talk again. People are like, oh, I know this this group of people are going to buy millions of dollars worth of Bitcoin, et cetera. Adam, are the institutions really on their way? Are we finally going to see them? Like they're here, obviously, but is is there going to be a huge pile on by then?
1: Hmm, that's a good question. I think the smart people will do it. Um, although you know, it's funny. I, I've known in the last year, I've known two different large organizations who got hacked um, with with ransom with Bitcoin ransomware, and uh, like for to the tune of like one point five million or something. One one group paid it. Another group was about to pay it, like they actually bought the Bitcoin and they were getting ready to pay it, but they somehow like had another server that that they spun up and, and everything worked, so they didn't have to pay it. Um, I say all that to say is like I think there are some people that are still snake bitten by Bitcoin. I mean that's those are just two anecdotes that I have, but I think that there are there are people out there that like they realize that Bitcoin is a big thing, but they they still see it as and I, I know I know people work for the government who believe this, um, that it's it's really just uh, for criminals. So um, I don't necessarily see the big institutional money coming in just yet. I, I think it's we're going to we're still another couple of years away from that.
0: OK, good. Good one there. Maybe maybe we're all getting too excited with all this talk that's been uh, going around.
1: Vlad, I think the price is still going. I think I still think the price is going up. I just don't think that it's going to be institutional.
0: We're one day closer to an all-time high. That's the attitude to have around here.
3: Uh, Vlad, your thoughts
0: on institutions?
3: Yeah, so I'll just leave the bullish view to American Huddle and be the pragmatic one in this discussion Good, good. because he has the stuff below the pants and it's 6.15 <laughs> inches long and that's... <laughs> <laughs> it's of the same girth allegedly. <laughs> like a big ball.
0: All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But institutions, institutions.
3: <laughs> I mean, institutions consist of people. And unless there is a demand from the people who fund these institutions to buy some Bitcoins, I don't think that there will, there will be executive decisions from the top level to the bottom. I think it should be the other way around. And one Bitcoin is still one Bitcoin, regardless of how. It's evaluated on the market. It's hard money. And I don't think we need more dumb money to make it, to decide in our minds that hard money is valuable. Bitcoin is valuable just because it has its value proposition and it's unconfiscatable and uncensorable money. And if there's going to be an appreciation by traditional markets and dumb money for that, then yeah, sure, why not? That's nice. But at the end of the day, it's still the same. All right. All right. We, we shall, we shall
0: see. The future is bright is what I always say around here and American Huddle, Whoa. He, he thinks the future is super duper. bright. We're not even going to have a bear mar- another bear market again between 2020 and 2024. <laughs> I think it, I, I've said it before. I think it'll be same type of pattern again. We'll have a huge, uh, huge spike in 2021 and then, Man, then the same. All the all the all the weak hands will drop out in 2022 and 2023. It's 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 what we saw before. It's all cyclical. I say. No,
2: I agree. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I'm just saying, what if? Allow yourself to dream, Bitcoin Meister. Also, Vlad, to your point, there's a pretty permeable barrier between individuals and institutions, right? Like a lot of the ultra high net worth individuals in America came out of financial institutions something like 30 percent of ultra high net worth individuals are from the financial sector so they're kind of two sides of the same coin
0: okay that's a good good good, good uh good reminder there um all right i think we're uh we're done talking about those high net worth individuals and insti- working at institutions for, for now <laughs> may, may they all buy bitcoin and uh and the corrupt government officials that we're talking about may may they all that's the great thing about bitcoin The worst uh your worst enemy can uh, uh, own it, and it's it's great for you. Now let's talk about Adam. You you let, let's talk about some Twitter uh, Twitter drama. I get. I didn't want to talk about the nonsense about uh, Tron. Uh, I talked about that on a previous show, but today I noticed, and Adam, you noticed this too, that uh, whether the the hardware wallets are arguing with each other, what's what's going on with that?
1: Yes. Um, that was that was uh, it was kind of surprising. Like, I think a lot of people like to dump, dump on Ledger because their their stuff is closed source, and um, and so it's to, in my mind it's always kind of been like Trezor and uh, and Cold Card kind of like there's a lot more overlap between the two of those. Uh, but but today I saw um, like the social media head of of Trezor and like Hotlnot, who was who was doing a project together with her and like. Novak, like yelling at each other. And I was kind of like, uh, you got like, a, I don't know what kind of weird market we're in right now, but like people are deciding to just like get extra salty amongst like maximalists. So I, I don't know. It turned me it, off it, a little bit. It,
0: it could be because uh, we're, we're not at the point yet where people are buying hardware wallets again. During the, there was one point like everybody was buying a hardware wallet. Now, no one is. so I, 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 I don't know. maybe they're they're a little uh, testy because of that. And guys, you should buy a hard for <laughs> control your own private key. I think most of the people watching this uh, know that. Um, uh, American Hoddle, it's not specific about I don't know if you want to comment about hardware wallet wars or not, but you seem to have gotten caught up in uh, Twitter drama before. They have you half banned or something like that. You need to click on your profile. To see it, what's up
2: with that? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm shadow banned. Real quick before I get into the shadow ban, I will say that we've clearly seen with the use of multisig that the hardware wallets are better together than they are as enemies. Okay, so just, you know, work it out, guys. Um, <laughs> no, That's, yeah, a good sha- point. That's a good I'm, point. I'm shadow banned on Twitter uh, just because I keep using naughty words and saying things that they're not supposed to say. I kept getting my account deleted, and then <laughs> I think they just were like, all right, we're, we're just not going to delete this guy's account. He keeps popping back up. So now I'm just heavily shadow banned. Most people can't even find me in the search function, which is fine. I'm not in this for, you know, clout or whatever.
0: Yeah. Well, he's linked. All these dudes are linked to below, but it makes it, when you click on your link, it makes it seem like it's some uh, forbidden site. It's like you have to <laughs> click to do this extra step in order to see this racy material or whatever. It's just like, it's, you
2: know. dude, it's the Streisand effect. Same thing with Bitcoin. It's like, People like me more because it's like, oh man, this guy's dirty. Like-
0: <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, this it's true. There are there's certain people out there. They just like uh, when people start cursing and stuff. They just they love that. that that's, I mean, they think the per. Uh, and, and,
3: anyway, um- uh, I have an explanation for that. Actually, please, they please. found out about the six one five, and they thought he was a porn star.
0: All right, there we go. There we go, pal. Matt six point one five or. Uh, uh, (laughs) Vlad, I don't know if you have any uh, comments on uh, social media drama or uh, storage device drama, anything you want to add?
3: Yeah, so let me show my podcast first because this last season on which I'm working is all about hardware wallets. Mm -hmm. And I have had the privilege to talk to the creator of the Ledger and also the creator of the Bitbox and the Bitcoin Core developer and the former Bitcoin Core developer, Peter Todd. And it was interesting to see that Peter Todd said he doesn't use any hardware wallets and said they're kind of dumb and he doesn't see the point in them because he uses a much more elaborate setup to secure his keys, and he explained it. So what I think is that at the end of the day, they are all kind of the same. I mean, the hardware wallets, and they fulfill their role at, protecting you from malware when you connect them to your computer and some of them have interesting security (laughs) steps and gimmicks and whatever makes them more attractive and makes them stand out from the crowd but i don't think you can go wrong with any choice and you can even get the keep key which is like 20 bucks nowadays and you can run it on electrum and run your full node and your much more secure than anyone else was using a more expensive hardware wallet and the stock service that comes with it from the developer so i think that the discussion should mainly be about using them properly as opposed to finding all sorts of gimmicks and marketing schemes to divide the community and make people argue and if back to my podcast, if you listen to some episodes, you're going to hear both marketing opinions, technical opinions, and also advice from security experts. And I'm happy that I started the conversation, but at the same time, I feel like I have only made the decision more difficult in regards to how you should secure your keys. And I'm going to get slushed next week, slushed who. Is the creator oh, yeah. of the Trezor and also the creator of the first mining pool in the world?
1: So,
0: I I just remembered
3: something. Uh,
0: what happened? There was some drama with you on Twitter. What was that about? Somebody. I, it was a few weeks ago now. What was Which one? That? <laughs> I, I I don't. There was. I forgot what it was now, but hey, it's the the hardware wallet's better than coinbase people come on at, at the very least. Now you said who was the person that said he doesn't he doesn't use a hardware wallet at all he's so he thinks there's st- he's so smart though I mean that that that's the thing like for a regular person, hardware wallet that that seems to be the base level of, of protection right now. We don't, uh, doing the trace mayor thing is uh, uh I, I just don't want when, whenever you say there's a better way. People start to panic. Kind of. I think you've probably learned that by now, Vlad, with, with your uh, doing your podcast. That if, if you people really start to doubt themselves, if they hear something is, is a little off or a, a little a little different, uh, what, what did you, Vlad? What did you think about when the news came out uh, about again that you know some of these hardware wallets uh can be compromised in physical uh, if they could physically get a hold of it if they have complicated uh, devices, you know, these these hacking devices.
3: Yeah, so their claim was never that you can carry them around and leave them wherever and you can be sure that nobody can steal your coins to physical access. That will always be a vulnerability. And if given enough time and enough resources, I think any device can be hacked. So if you think only in terms of physical security, then yeah, maybe it makes sense to get the ledger but at the same time if you care about open source and multi-sig and all of these nice protocols that are being developed for the Trezor and all the cool stuff that it does and the fact that it's 100% transparent and open source then you're just okay with the fact that you don't have a secure element and you should keep it in a safe place and not carry it around with you and possibly take care at the airport when you're crossing borders because As you can see, the Trezor does not offer you the best type of OPSEC. When you look at it, it it looks very distinct. It's not like a USB flash drive like the Ledger, which I think has the best kind of OPSEC.
0: You know, really good point about how it looks. They should they should start to make them look this so bland, as bland as anything. So no one, it, yeah, it just looks like a USB. Yeah, that that would be. Uh, some some are like that. So some some of the older ones and, and whatnot. I, I, some are just really complicated. All right, um, let's. We're we're here at the end of the show, basically here. So I, I I'll let everybody uh, say things that they they that were left out or topics they wanted to bring up. Any news? about themselves, anything. Uh, we'll start with Adam. What's going on with you? Any topics that we left off of the show that were big this week that I forgot to bring up anything?
1: Uh, for me, I'm, I'm involved in zero projects. I am just a humble toddler attending my SATs. I have absolutely nothing going on. Um, the only thing that I would recommend for people to do is continue to read. Um, Read, in my opinion, Austrian economics. Uh, I think that gives you, like, when you when you get into that, it it just makes Bitcoin seem more and like I get more hyped about out, hyped up about Bitcoin reading Austrian economics than I do actual like Bitcoin stuff at this point because it's just I, I realize that this is the ri- the right path for the future of monetary development and um, yeah so that's my only last comment. Read your Rothbard. Read your muses or Hayek or whoever. Would you call yourself a
0: humble, a humble humble
1: hodler attending my sats? Well, you you
0: got that from the Bible, didn't? Did you get that a humble shepherd? No, 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 no. no, no, no. It sounded like okay. No, I,
1: I do have, I do. uh, If you follow me, you will see uh, Bible references from from you know once in a while. I'm I'm an elder in a Presbyterian church, so yes,
0: yes, we we've got all we got. If you want to see some New Testament quotes, he's got them there. Uh, on, on his feed, if that's if that's your thing, nah, some of us aren't New Testament guys, as you know. All right, so uh, <laughs> Vlad, uh, what are your what, what's what's your final thoughts or anything that was left off? And obviously, you'll, you'll talk about your podcast and everything, since that's uh, that's big.
3: Yeah. So, except for the podcast, nowadays I'm working on establishing a series of reviews for Bitcoin-only video games. As I was in Berlin in October, and I talked to a few developers and I saw that there is a growing scene of Bitcoin games where you have incentives. And for example, there is Satoshi's Games that's working on Light Night, And that's a Fortnite clone where shooting enemies will ha- help you earn Satoshi's. And if that manages to become a mainstream game, then we can imagine how in the future we're going to see big gaming companies in a Enable payments, not through their virtual currencies, but through Lightning Network and use Bitcoins as the currency. And what I'm doing right now is to take all of these games that I can find. First of all, I do a live stream on Twitch. And then I post the video on YouTube so it becomes available forever because Twitch deletes the video after two weeks. And I write a review after I get in contact with the developers and better understand how it works. And I'm trying to establish this pattern for reviewing video games that are specifically built for Bitcoin. And right now it's just a hobby, but I hope I can get sponsors and stuff like that to promote products and whatever to make this sustainable so I can branch out from my regular journalism and focus on this. Because I I can see that it's huge and gaming nowadays as an industry is bigger than Hollywood, is bigger than music. Is just huge. And if we manage to find just one game that becomes mainstream and uses lightning, then that can be a game changer and no bad pun intended. Uh, Dude, you are in the right niche right there. I I think that's, that's huge. That, that could a
0: game. And I'm glad you brought up those specific games because I've, meant to bring them up all my shows before. And I just, uh, I'm not a gamer, so I can't really get into that stuff, but this is what could bring Bitcoin uh, mainstream or lightning mainstream or wh- whatever. I think it's, I think it is huge that you're, it's, it's you're on the right track. You're in motion in the, in the right direction. Definitely getting more into that uh, besides the podcast, getting into that little niche of, of Bitcoin and crypto, by the way, Adam, what do you, what do you think about that video games and, uh, and crypto?
1: I love the I love the concept. Um, I think he's right. I think that there needs to be like like an one thing that like Fortnite or something that takes over and is like the next big game. And like I, I don't think it's going to be like a boomer game like Candy Crush or something like that. It's gonna I think it's gonna be more like a like a esports type of game where like a first person shooter or something like that. Or yeah, I, I, that's a totally really cool uh, application. I think it could be something more like. Something that's kind of like a Super Smash Brothers type of game, or like a cart, like Mario Kart type of game. I think both of, both of those would like really lend themselves to uh, to that type of thing. Like, for instance, if you hit somebody with like a shell, you know, then you're gonna get a Satoshi, or like you got to pay extra satoshis to get power ups to hit people with stuff. Um, I don't know. It's really interesting stuff. Maybe there could be like in in, like, in order for you to like win the Satoshis, like, how are they funding that? Like, are, are people paying to get in, or is it advertising-related, and then they get paid with that advertising revenue? That, I have no
0: idea. Yeah. Any, so any... there are
3: different models in terms of revenue right now, and there's one game by Lightning Games. No, Thunder Games, sorry. T-H-N-D-R Games. That's the name on Twitter, and they have Bitcoin Bounce, and that's one game that's available on mobile, on iOS and Android. And they monetize it by watching ads. I mean, the players watch ads. And you also earn every day an amount of Satoshis, which ranges from 25 to 5,000, depending on your score and how well you do. And I did the math, actually. They pay about $30 in Satoshis every day at today's rate of $10,000 per Bitcoin, and they probably make a lot more from advertisement. In terms of games like Light Knight, which is a Fortnite clone, I think they're going to monetize it either through in-game purchases, like microtransactions, and I think that's a huge market for Lightning Network, and that's going to prove how, it, how efficient it can be and how it works. And also, they can put some ads. It's easy to just place some kind of banners in-game or put, put ads while the screen is loading and stuff like that. I mean, I, I don't see it being impossible. I just see it being hard in the beginning before it takes off because I feel like the market for video games is kind of oversaturated. But at the same time, it's very irrational to discover the next big trend. You never know what's going to catch with these kids who want to play on their tablets and do whatever. So I, I do hope though, that video gaming catches on with Bitcoin because people who play video games are much more literate than investors in terms of using <laughs> digital currencies and stuff like that.
0: Very, very good, I like, I like that conclusion. That, that is a, an interesting take. He's linked below, all these guys are linked below. Both of you dudes, thank you very much for being on today. We will let the new guy on the show close it all out. You can talk video games. You can talk whatever you want to huddle, whatever uh, was left off. And uh, what do you have to say?
2: All right. Listen up, noobs, my sweet baby noobs. Okay. Five years ago, I was in my shitty condo. I type in Bitcoin on YouTube. Who comes up? The Bitcoin Meister. Okay. This guy is the only guy who's been doing it the whole time. And I want to tell you, like, back five years ago, I had a choice. My wife needed tuition. i told the story in other pods, but it's an important story because it illustrates a fact. My wife needed five grand in tuition. The price of Bitcoin is about $500. I'm looking at my car, which is also worth $5,000, and I'm looking at 10 Bitcoins. And I'm saying, should I keep 10 Bitcoins or should I keep my car? And I sold my car and rode a moped for the rest of the summer, Okay here's what i'm telling you this space is getting hyper competitive hyper competitive there are only so many sats around bitcoin is strictly limited in supply and always will be you need to get your hands on some look around you see what you honestly don't need what comforts in your life that are just sats sitting there right they could end up being tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of dollars and change your life five years from now you can be a totally different person five years if you just make the sacrifices you need to make right fucking now sorry for swearing (laughs) so like know the game you're playing this is deadly serious you need to do what it takes to win bitcoin is going to be a million dollars before the end of the decade that is a fact i put that on everything all right come find me if it doesn't happen I'll, i'll give you your money back
0: <laughs> Deferral of gratification, people. Deferral of grat—that is what he's talking about. It was so good that you were able to to sell your car instead of a uh, get rid of the. Oh God, that would have been such a bad mistake. All right. <laughs> On that note, and thank you. I'm glad you've been watching the show for uh these uh, five years. It wow, it's a lot different than 2015, isn't it? This world,
2: dude. So this, we,
0: this is what we dreamed of. And we're living the dream, baby. We're all, it's amazing. So I can only imagine what this golden age decade is going to bring us in 2025, in, uh, in five years. So we're one day closer to an all-time high, people. Guest, thank you. Thank you very much. You all, you all rocked it today. I am, remember, you can see this show every Friday. The guests will all return. They'll be back. Uh, I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. We do a new show here every day. Saturday show is the Beyond Bitcoin show. Uh, you never know what time these things are going to come on, so just follow me on Twitter at TechBalt, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. Follow all these guys on Twitter. Uh, best guests in the freaking space are on this show. I bring you thought leaders. I bring you guys who really use their heads there. Not fancy sets or graphics, just the regular wise 6.15-inch guys. <laughs> 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 all right, so... I'm out of for Bitcoin. Disrupt Weiss. Subscribe to the channel. Like the video. Share this video. Check out the links below. Shabbat Shalom, everyone. We will see you next week, tomorrow. Everyone have a strong hand. And do whatever you do on this 14th of February. Value your wealth in Bitcoin. See you guys later. Bye-bye. All right.